Abstract Athlete Podcast, where art and sports collide. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. Thank you so much to all of our listeners and sponsors for all of your support. Have any questions or comments, please send it to info at theabstractathlete.com. Remember, we have two other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network. Make sure to give them a listen. The Abstract Doctors Podcast and One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandridge Podcast. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, and follow us on all of our social media outlets for updates and news. Super excited about the podcast today as I get to speak with artist, mental health advocate, and former professional soccer player, Charlie Rugg. Make sure to follow Charlie on Instagram and Twitter at C-H-I-E-F-C-H-A-R-L-E-S-2-7 and check out his website, crugart.com. Let's welcome Charlie Rugg. Hey, how's it going? Doing awesome. How are you? I'm good. Good. Are you still? You're still in LA, right? I'm not in LA. I'm in San Luis Obispo. Okay. Um, yeah. I, and a lot of not many people know this area, but it's uh, it's, <laughs> it's a, a it's country. a hidden gem. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so I'm recording, by the way, and yeah. Um, I uh, there's lots of stuff I want to talk to you about. Um, obviously your athletic background your creative background, the combination of the two, also your mental health advocate. Um, but I like, just to like, kind of go, you, are you still coaching with Boston college? Um, I am part of the staff, the, okay. uh, yeah, part of the staff at Boston college. I didn't know if you were doing that and traveling back and forth or, or no. like, okay. That's no. what I was wondering. <laughs> So, but, but I just want to say thank you for doing this. I know we were introduced from, um, a mutual friend, um, associate of, you know, uh, from Patrick McLean. So like, I was really excited when he told me about you and then like doing some research and finding out, you know, all this info about you. First of all, like as an art professor, you're a badass painter. Um, and, and, and like, it's, it was really cool to look at your work. And, and then I, I wanted to know, did you study art in school? No, I didn't. Uh, okay. I took one painting class my senior year in college, but I was a communications major. Um, and just because that's what all the athletes were doing at the I, time. No, uh, I, I, it's funny because I, the reason why I ask is, you know, I, along with kind of in parallel with the business, I, I teach at Virginia Commonwealth University and I was in the painting department, but I've kind of split from that because I've started a program called Art and Athletics. So I actually work with a lot of student athletes, but a lot of artists take the class as well. And it's really cool because, you know, I was a student athlete. You don't have time really to be an artist, which is a shame because I think there are a lot of student athletes that are actually really creative. But it, and sometimes I think coaches don't want you to do that because of the time issue. Um, 
and and classes don't work with the time of practices and stuff. And so yeah. it's really cool for me as a former student athlete to work with a lot of student athletes and allow them that space to be creative. And so yeah. that's why I was wondering about you because you know, I, re, there was an article that I was reading, let me find this really quick, that I thought was really interesting. Um, and it's with the Rivers School. Is it Rivers School that yeah. you went to? And there yeah, was this the, the high school, basically. That was my high school, yeah. yeah. But there was this really cool article about you, like talking about the relationship between your. Um, your art background and your, you know, athletic background. And, and there's at the end of it, it was something really funny where it says, you know, you had, it said you had a smirk on your face and said going pro uh, is always in the back of my mind. And the article ends with saying to which, which profession is he kind of referring to? And in some ways you did both, right. You know? Yeah. That's, that's funny. Cause I don't remember that article. It's funny to bring that up and, and I was kind of smiling because I was like, oh, boy, what's this going to say? But that's that's so wild that uh, that you bring that up because my mom just sent me something a couple weeks ago from my middle school days. Like and it was the same type of thing it was like it was uh, something from the headmaster or something. But it was something about how I'm a, a leader in the arts in middle school and something. And I, I never like I didn't set out to do that or or anything where I don't remember these types of things, but it just, um, to your question, I guess it's, it's been something that's with me forever. I've just always been kind of artsy and creative and all that. Um, and then the sports just kind of came along with, uh, what I could do. So I was just, I was fast, I was athletic and it just like kept rolling and going. So did you, um, I mean, I like, I, in some ways to me, like there's, there's a relationship between me and you because, I grew up and I was an athlete. That's like, that's what I, yeah. football, baseball, basketball, you know, I was a quarterback, you know, baseball center fielder and, and basketball, like it was just athletic. I could dunk yeah. when I was five ten and shit. And, and, yeah. and, but nobody really knew I was an artist. Um, even like when, like you were talking about middle school and, and like, I remember cause you're, you were an award-winning artist growing up, like in this article, it says this. And I had those moments too. And it's like, but it's almost like it was pushed aside. Did you ever, did you feel yeah. that same relationship? Okay. <laughs> it's, it, no, um, it's, yeah. So I, good. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, being an athlete was always, um, like the first, like, cause I look like an athlete and I act like an athlete of all that. And then always oh, an artist too is always like, Oh, that's cool. Like, that's really cool. It's an additional, like, awesome. But I, being like a like the awards that I won in high school artistically were um I was very like suppressing that um on my own I was something about the uh and this, this is why I work with like a lot on identity now is because I had something about accepting that side of things of myself that was like oh that's going to take away from the athletic side and it was or it was, or it was too vulnerable to like, to, to put that out there or to be, um, to add that to my identity in a real way. Because I think along the way, I, if I, if I lose the athletic identity and I put everything into the artistic identity, because that feels true to me and that doesn't work, then there, like, what am I left with? I'm, I'm left with nothing. Like I'm not, 
anything. And those are like the two things that feel like everything to me. And they still are. Um, and so I was, I was kind of like suppressing that in, in a big way. And, uh, so like when I would win awards in, in high school, I would kind of like try to, try to not really, <laughs> not really like give them much attention or, or, uh, I, I almost like didn't really feel like they were real uh, because everything was like the athletic awards were what really mattered to me at the time. Um, I, I know exactly what you mean. It's, it's um, it was almost embarrassing um, in, in some ways. And I, I told this story the other day on the podcast, so I, I'm, I'm going to retell it, but so, so sorry listeners, but I, I remember being, you know, it was my senior year in high school and for some reason, and I'm glad she did, my art teacher was always very, um, she, she always gave me like props. And so we, in my high school, they started this, it was like the first uh, digital art class. I'm old. This is how old this, how long ago this was. Um, but, and then she asked me to join this class. It was kind of like, it was an, an invite. And I remember going in there, obviously I was the only athlete and all, and it was just all these artists and they're like, kind of looking at me like, what the hell is this guy doing in here? And it was, it, and it was, it was just weird. And I think once they saw that I was creative, they accepted me, but it was kind of just this, I didn't know where I really fit in, in some yeah. weird way. And, and like you said, it was, it was almost that vulnerability, like as an athlete, I think we're kind of trained to be, be strong and we can't allow those things. I mean, I think it's, I mean, would you agree? Do you think things like that are changing? And I think it's really cool that now you're like on the staff of, of, you know, Boston college men's soccer team, because you can bring that experience and your, you know, your, your history to, to the players and go, this is okay to show this side of you because you know, obviously, again, like I think when you're an athlete, that's what you're defined as. And to try to move past that, even though all of us have other yeah. things that we do, but it's, it's just hard, particularly like you, like you, you played professional soccer for what, seven years, eight years. I mean, that's who you were, but yeah. you know, <laughs> like you also did this, which I think is really, and you like you know, you're very, very talented, man. Like it's, it was, it's really fun to look at your work. I, and that, that piece behind you, is, it's funny that that piece is behind you because that piece really stood out to me when I was like looking, you know, when I have looked at your website, because I think you're really, um, a really good colorist. Like, I think you understand color really well. And that one Thank stood you. out to me. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's a huge compliment. I, especially the, the color part. Um, <laughs> I really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, the it's. I think that, talking about that's who you were. That I think that's a like a tendency for everybody to. Uh, everybody wants to put somebody in a, a definition, and that's not just athlete or sports or artist. That's in every. I mean, how many jobs are you? Are there people with a title that are doing all kinds of things within an organization or, or this and that? So it's just we have a tendency to, put things in just to like it makes sense in our minds i think to oh he's that or she's does this or what do you do for a living like uh it just kind of helps us find a resting place for who somebody is um 
And that was a huge, I mean, it's been four or five years since I stopped playing professionally. And that was, I mean, that was a huge transition identity wise for, and I know that there's a lot of other players that have gone through this or are going through this or are scared about going through this coming up. But uh, that took like two, three, probably still happening years of transitioning out of like, my value is this week, <laughs> this weekend, I get to prove my value to the world. And it's, it's uh, this weekend. And it's also every day in practice, but I physically, I have this uh, outlet to prove myself every day. And then all of a sudden that's gone. Like all of a sudden you don't have like, where are you, where are you showing your value? Where, where are you proving yourself to the world every day or every week weekend? Um, and so that, uh, that void was very, it's uncomfortable. And I, I think a lot of, uh, I know a lot of people go through it. Um, but finding the next like landing place is, uh, it can be tough for a lot of people and finding your, your next outlet and your next, uh, purpose is, is difficult for people. Um, so that's kind of what my whole, <laughs> my whole life has become since playing has been, I've always felt like, artistic and so I I kind of had to lean into that more um, with the absence of of sports competitive sports um and that's just kind of building on itself and leading to more things and I also found a lot of purpose in I think a lot of people find purpose in giving back some form of giving back so the coaching I've done some coaching um club coaching uh is kind of where I started with that and I pretty quickly realized that I didn't really care about um, the, the winning, the 12 year olds winning the game next weekend or winning the, <laughs> and, and I, I cared a lot about, uh, the kids and their development and, uh, their careers or what they wanted to get out of, out of life. But I, I didn't really care about, um, these little, these little games. And a lot of the parents didn't quite understand, or some of the parents didn't quite understand, uh, that it didn't really matter winning this weekend didn't really matter. Uh, how many cones are set up on the field for practice doesn't really matter. Uh, so I quickly realized that I wanted to, I wanted to give back in a different way. And it was, it kind of developed into this good game uh, business that I have that's still evolving, but um, I've started mentoring some kids in, in uh, this, I guess I call it off field or non-physical training. Um, and it's, it's just all the stuff that, that you don't, get from your coaches or you don't get from uh like kind of career guidance or uh foundations around um the way you're thinking about your your playing career and what you're what you're trying to get out of the whole experience um i remember i i mean many times in my playing career my professional playing career i had this strong feeling of like what what are we doing there's like <laughs> that we're on the bus we're getting on the bus we're waiting uh at the airport we're on the plane we're getting off the plane we're on the bus we're waiting to go to the hotel we're going to a team meal we're waiting around in the hotel we have this like chunk of time that's like an hour and a half of of the event playing and then we're back on the bus we're back to the team meal we're waiting around in the hotel and it was just all this like what what are we doing what is all this energy around sport like what is what are we actually doing here 
So I, a lot of my coaching and my, my mentoring has turned into like, what are you trying to get out of, out of this experience? What are you wanting to get out of this experience? And I saw on your website, there's, it's a lot of the same kinds of like, yep. um, a lot of the same kinds of, okay, I've been through it. And now I'm looking back, reflecting on uh, why did, <laughs> what were we doing? What do you like, if you're talking about the youth, youth part of things, what is, what are kids trying to get out of this? I think kids are, the youth is just kind of like sold this, there's this dream, there's this big shiny thing at the top of the hill, which is vaguely professional athlete, um, collegiate athlete, maybe, I mean, there was a time when that was the big shiny thing too, for me, but uh, that's kind of the dream that kids are just, it's just planted in their minds, and they don't really consciously um, become aware of it, I don't think, most of the time, I don't think they, they're consciously aware of it. Um, and I think making kids aware of that is, is pretty important for their development um, for a few reasons, but I think uh, setting yourself up for like, where are you going? What are you wanting to get out of this is so important. And I don't think a lot of people uh, think about that or, or train that into as part of like the youth system. Um, and then as you go up through the system, it's just, it gets more and more attached to your identity. The pressure builds and builds and you haven't been thinking about what, what were you, why were you doing this in the first place? Why were you, that's why people say, have fun, like have fun, remember to have fun. That's why, like, <laughs> that's kind of the, the whole reason that we're playing sports in the first place. And somewhere along the way that gets lost. Uh, um, no, I just to interrupt really, I just had this conversation with some of my students the other night because it's that it's that thing where you do you lose the joy because even in college it's a business and 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 it's for me it's like trying to get them to understand you're allowed to enjoy that <laughs> you're allowed to enjoy this experience because like what you were just saying it's it when it becomes joyless it's like why why am i doing this anymore yeah. it's it's sad actually yeah. Did you, I mean, did you experience that yourself? I mean, it oh, sounds, yeah. yeah. And, and the, I mean, I enjoyed college a lot because I, I mean, I found success in soccer and um, socially it was a lot of fun with, with having like a, a team to latch onto right from the beginning. Um, so I enjoyed the college, the college time, but once the jump from college to professional is like the biggest, for me, it was the biggest jump, but I think in general, it's just the, you're playing all year round, pretty much. You're practicing much more intensely every single day. Um, and then there's the, it's a, even more of a business. So it's like everybody involved is feeding their families with, with this day in day out stuff. This is uh, the people you're playing with are not just playing for their education or playing to, to have fun anymore. It's like, this is my job. If I lose my job, which I, uh, most people on the team could lose their job next week or uh, whenever the, with soccer, it's like there's a, there's a cutoff in the summer where you can get cut up until a certain date in the summer. Um, and that is, <laughs> that's going to create like a culture of like under the surface stress among like, among everybody, especially for the people who are less established, which I think is, is the majority of, uh, of at least MLS soccer. Um, so that is just like the, the quickest way to suck the fun out of, out of like, uh, soccer or the sport 
is to put all that pressure, all that, uh, all that businessy stuff around it. It just, the, the further up you go to this big shiny thing at the top of the mountain, the more fun is going to get kind of taken out of the, the experience. Um, so I think if you have a foundation from the beginning of understanding that side of things, and you can kind of develop these muscles to remind yourself that what you're doing and why you're doing it, um, then you're much more likely to have success while you're playing. I mean, everybody knows you have, like when you're enjoying yourself, you're playing better too. Um, so they kind of feed off each other. But um, if you're kind of developing these muscles mentally to, to uh, keep with you and get grow stronger throughout your career, I think you can have a much better experience um, throughout that throughout that time as the pressure builds too. And you're saying something that I I constantly talk about with with the abstract athlete is that I think what we're trying to do is be proactive, which is sounds like what you're trying to do is like instill this in the youth at the beginning instead of the reaction to this stuff, which is what. I dealt with, which it sounds like what you dealt with, it's because we weren't prepared for what was ahead of us. And it, it was like, we were learning on the fly. And I mean, cause I, you know, I, I played baseball at Ohio state. I never actually played. I, I got red shirted was just I, the first time I haven't played, you know, in I don't know, 10, 12, whatever, like for my youth it was, and all I was doing was practicing. I was flailing in school. I ruined a guy's career because I hit a baseball off of his eye. Now that's obviously not my fault, but it still sticks with you. And, yeah. and so like, just it, it, it be, I became miserable in this whole yeah. experience. And, and, on a, and then I quit and I quit school at that time. And it was like, well, shit, what am I doing? What, who am I? Like what, you know? And, and so like, again, like I think what you're talking about and what I talk about in abstract athletes, like this proactive approach to like, say, yes, enjoy this because this is fleeting. Like, you know, like if you make it to the pros, you're, you're 1%, but you still need to like love what you're doing. Not, and I just, it just, yeah, it's, it's just, it's one of those things that I'm glad you, you talk about that. I think Boston college is very lucky to have you there because of, because of this approach, because I think it, I always say it gives people permission. Um, that's one of the things, you know, like I always say for us, I always say when we work with an artist or an athlete, that's an artist like yourself, if like a soccer player or whoever sees that, Oh shit, you know, Charlie is, is, is an artist as well. It gives that, that soccer player permission to be creative or whoever. And that's a huge thing, I think. Yeah. And that's a, that's a, actually a a big part of what I'm, I'm hoping to do with good game is um, be the, be the dream beyond the dream or represent the the dream beyond the dream. And I think there, there are so many uh, athletes and former athletes out there that, um, I mean, you're, that's, that's your whole podcast is talking to those people that are, that are kind of being that representation after the, this lifetime identity of athlete and your value is that. And then what else is there? Um, I know that if I had that, when I was playing, I would have had a lot more hope around like what's to come afterwards and, um, felt like there was a, a landing place for me for, uh, what felt right. Um, but yeah, I, I had so much time, so much of my playing career. I was just 
the stress of it was making me miserable. And I just, I felt like there's no real point to it, um, which I'm sure took away from, from my performance, my, <laughs> from my experience there. And you were still yeah, a hell of a goal scorer, man. <laughs> I mean, I, you're... I, I didn't have, I don't, I wouldn't say that I had a, a successful professional career. I, I say I had a successful soccer career, making it to professional and playing with one of the best teams, um, in the country. Uh, but when I got there, I didn't really, I mean, I didn't really, I think realize my potential. And I mean, that, that was where it ended for me. Um, but I think I kind of got broken down by a lot of these things that we're talking about, which are the stress and the pressure. And I never kind of broke through that. Um, but it's, it's, it's wild to me. I think this is the part that's, that people are gradually uh, realizing it's wild to me that you can have, um, especially when you get to the professional level, there's not much of a, a range between the physical ability between if you look around on the field, everybody can pretty much run pretty fast. Everybody can play with the ball uh, pretty well. Uh, there's not a huge gap in the physical ability. So why is one guy worth $6 million and one guy is worth $50,000? What is the difference there? Well, if they look kind of the same, they move the same, it's got to be something internally. So like, why are we not focusing all of our attention on, on developing that or figuring that out? Um, and that's also one of my, my kind of cautions with mental health is mental health talk is it's, it's so, <laughs> it's so open-ended. It's so uh, complicated when you when it comes to the mind and understanding the mind. And I think, um, especially as mental health awareness and mental health advocacy is um, on the rise and becoming more of a mainstream thing. Um, and I think it'll continue to do that just more and more, but I think it's important for us to not look at this as uh, like, this is, you know, how there was, used to be like uh, part of a balanced breakfast yeah. next to uh, <laughs> yep. next to like a frosted flakes box. Like <laughs> it's, what is a balanced breakfast? Like that might be, it's, we even, we know that there's a balanced breakfast that's better for some people and not better for other people. One size doesn't fit all. Exactly. Yes. Um, and I think right now mental health is kind of this nice buzzword to attach to certain things. So I think it's just really important for us, especially with the mind, because mind is so complicated. Uh, it's really important for us to be conscious of that and, um, and kind of, be careful how we're defining that uh, as we go forward. With, with no, I, I, I completely agree. Like I, we're, you know, I tried like when obviously creativity is, has been shown that it helps with, with distressing and, but, but that doesn't mean painting. That doesn't mean drawing. Like creativity can be anything. Like all, what I always try to say is I always want people to find something that they enjoy. It's kind of like what you were talking about earlier. Like if you like playing sports, remember that. But if you yeah. like find something, that you, like if you want to sing, go sing. If you want to do this, do this. Find that thing that you like because then you're going to want to do it more and yeah. more. And, and, and then that, that those things that we like, they, they help us like physically, mentally. And, and, and it sounds simple, but it's true. But uh, you know, it's like, it's one of those things where there's, there's so many, like you said, mental health is such a buzzword. And it's also, it's like, uh, like the wearable devices, 
You know, I, I think these wearable devices are great in some ways, but they also, they don't tell you what to do. (laughs) They just tell you you're not sleeping enough. Okay. What do I do? And they they tell you, you, you're stressed out or something. Okay. Well, what do I do? And it's like, well, creativity like is a great way to help, but we're not going to tell you what that creative outlet is. What do you want to do? And it's like, here's, here's the platform, find the thing that you like. And, and, but I, I agree. Like there's just saying that we all have mental health issues doesn't solve a problem, you know? Right. And, and right. That's yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, that's, uh, that's something that I think, I mean, I think it's the beginning, like the wearables is kind of the beginning and all this stuff will, gradually come together as a like i said i think it's it's people are going to kind of realize that the inside the internal stuff is where the problems can be solved the most or where where we can like uh, gain the most um progress from at this point uh but yeah the the devices are i think they're great they're a step in the right direction i think you had somebody on here uh another ron um, garbo heart rate variability yeah. yeah he yeah. he and we've we work with him and and, and uh a traumatic or a brain doctor as well we're lucky to have yeah. these truly amazing health professionals and and garbo dr garbo i mean he's he's a friend yeah. um he actually was a uh an all-american wrestler at ohio state so he like covers yeah. all these yeah. boundaries for us that's great i mean but that was so cool that that kind of thing is um like it's it's the very beginning of that kind of thing. Like if we're talking about sleep, like, yeah, you, you wear the sleep device, but are you really going to turn off your phone? Like you also have to turn off your phone at the right time and not be looking at blue light or like there's all kinds of stuff uh, that goes into it. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's the beginning of things um, in relation to mental health and doing something about it. And it's, it's important. It's not, it's not going to, it's not going to be like a one, one size fits all, but it's also not going to be, uh, it's a complicated problem. So it's not going to be a simple solution. And I think there's right now, there's a lot of, uh, simple solutions out there or so simple answers, um, that are not really going to solve the, the greater evolving problem too. That's, that's very quickly evolving, especially when it comes to something like, I mean, there's no, there's a clearly a correlation between the mental health, the rise of mental health awareness and issues around mental health and something as big as social media and like <laughs> that kind of thing is just, and who knows where, where that goes to that like we're talking about metaverse stuff yeah. and in the next few years. So what does that give rise to in terms of mental health? Maybe it's positive. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's more negative, negative stuff, but, um, it's not going to be a simple, simple answer to any of this. So anybody who's giving like a quick, oh yeah, mental health, health is important. And uh, it's really important to have awareness around it is like, that's, that's not really helping anything. Um, having said that, it's not, that's not like a, uh, it shouldn't be kind of a, a downer that like, it's, oh, it's too big. It's too big to deal with. So why bother? It's just, I think it's important to understand kind of where we fall in, in the bigger picture, um, at any given time around a certain issue or. I mean, do you think that 
I mean, I, I think in the last 10 years, maybe even less, that we are obviously becoming more aware of these things. And I do think that, you know, having like advocates like Brandon Marshall and Kevin Love, athletes that talk yeah. about this stuff openly um, is very, very helpful. But again, I think why I think what you're doing is so important is the the proactive approach again, like to, to talk about this stuff before it becomes an issue, which is, it's hard to do because, you know, it's, we all have days and, and it's like, how do you get through these things? And, and I think, again, I, I speak from experience, like for me, and I, and I, maybe you can say this as well. It's like, for me being, being an artist, like, I know if like shit's I go into my studio or I start writing some music and it just like, it all just go in, you know, it's obviously it's, I'm not, it's a bandaid in some ways, but it still allows me to like, okay, like let's just take everything down a notch. I mean, do you, do you like, were you doing that in, in college as well? Like creatively or creatively can't even speak. I mean, (laughs) was that helpful for you? I mean, it sounds, I mean, you didn't go to school for it, but like, I assume there was still like some, creative outlets happening while you were playing yeah i i wouldn't uh i mean like i said i suppressed a lot of that when i was playing because i just like sports was everything um there who knows what i would have discovered or become if i had been more open to like my creative side as a practice or like doing that kind of thing uh, on a regular basis but you probably know too the experience of being artist and just just going and doing something is like really hard sometimes like (laughs) doing something creative is like like there's i don't know there's writer's block but there's also like i'll paint i'll be in the zone for like a month and then i won't paint for like three months (laughs) and that's like there's no reason for me to not do that but it's that part alone is can be hard um just as an artist and there's i know there's things like the the war of art yeah not the art of war the war of art um which is a good book about like the daily practice of winning the daily yeah um so that kind of thing is is a whole separate thing in itself um yeah i never i never really got into a rhythm when i was playing um so i didn't really i don't think i had that as an outlet for um like kind of relaxing or uh, I, I did when I would I paint sometimes when I was in my playing uh, career, but um, and I enjoyed it. I would like I would get into the zone. There's no by the way, there's no happier place. I realize there's no happier place for me than being uh, having a painting going, having some good wine, some music, <laughs> yep. and, and maybe having some like good people around. There's absolutely nothing in this world that's better to me than that setting right there. And I know that now that's like, I can kind of build, build, build my life around that, that situation. Um, but I didn't, I didn't, wasn't exposing myself to that when I was playing, I had like little, little times with it, but, um, it was always back to sports or back to, oh, it's too hard to, it's too hard to get creative right now. Um, but so I, I, I was saying I do some mentoring now, um, as good game, but one of the kids, um, one of the first kids I started working with, he, uh, we were going through his, like, we do like 
core values, some kind of purpose behind what you're doing and then core values, which are like the most important things to you that you can carry through whatever you're doing in life, uh, including sport. And then this like identity map or self map, um, just going through like, who, who are you as a, as a person, as a student, as a friend, as a brother, um, and just kind of see what comes up. Um, and one of the things this kid Oscar said, he was like, uh, well, I'm pretty good at drawing couches. <laughs> That's <laughs> oh, really? awesome. That's very specific. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, okay. Interesting. Just couches, really. And he was like, well, good at drawing helicopters, too. <laughs> I was like, okay, so maybe you're good at drawing. Maybe you like, maybe you should like be drawing a little bit more. Uh, so through our like meetings, he's like showed me things that he's, he's worked on and he's good. He's like really good at drawing and just having somebody to like encourage that I think is important for, um, I mean, not everybody's going to be a, a drawer or a, uh, a traditional artist or in, in any kind of sense, but like being okay, being given permission to, yep. to do whatever you're interested in, in tandem with your athletic career. Um, and then they really just, they feed, they feed off each other. Like, I know there's so many college coaches that, I mean, college, college, especially, I think more than professional is about like bringing good, good fits into, into a team. Um, and that also takes into account like academic ability, uh, financial ability, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then how you can play. But if you have like other cool things about you, like extracurriculars, that's the kind of thing that it it matters to bring into a into any kind of team setting it it adds to who you are or as the 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 whole team culture if uh this guy can play guitar or uh there's a a galaxy player um right now who is the highest ranked chess player um playing chess player um and yeah he's i mean so that kind of thing like bring your other identities into the the team setting it it just adds to your whole team's uh culture and complexity um so that's another reason to be exploring these kinds of things and adding to your your identity in these other kinds of ways real short break make sure to follow charlie on instagram and twitter at c-h-i-e-f-c-h-a-r-l-e-s-2-7 and check out his amazing website crugart.com also a reminder to check out the other podcasts on the abstract athlete network the abstract doctors podcast and one man's ethos the tony mandrich podcast now back to charlie I have a former student that was the number two pick uh, four years ago. Saeed Haji plays with the San Jose Earthquakes. I think he's actually on loan to his national team, which is, I can't remember where he's from. But anyways, like, and he, I'm not taking credit for this, but he started a clothing line recently. Yeah. And, um, and it's fun for me. Like, that's what is fun for me is like working with these student athletes that I still have these relationships with them even after the fact. And I've actually, I've said this probably on the podcast before, like my class, I have two classes called art and athletics, you know, one and two, two, two different sections. Um, and I'll have like 
20 students in a class. And sometimes I'll have like 30, 35 people in there because students that have taken the class will come back okay, and just sit in there and doodle or paint or whatever, or do whatever. And like that to me is like really cool because they understand that importance of, of this space. You know, I don't want to use the phrase safe space, but it is like, it's a safe space for them. And, and the cool part, like you were talking about coaches and, and like community and, and fits and stuff the the athletic director and the coaches at VCU have been like really, really importantly backing what I'm doing. Um, and, and I think they understand that this is a space for them, you know, that, that there's, their student athletes can come and, and de-stress in a good way. And like, and like you said, like, I'm a very, I'm a, I, I consider myself an art coach for lack of a better way to say it, but I, I'm very, uh, positive reinforcement as opposed to like negative you know it's just like dude this is awesome like you should keep drawing or hey like you're you're writing poetry like this is great like you know i have a soccer player in my well we just finished but i had a soccer player in my class that writes these like really beautiful like deep poems and and what's cool about it is he like he's handwriting and you can see his process he'll he'll erase stuff but it'll write over top of stuff and it's like you need to publish a book like this because it's, it's, he was talking, I think one of them was talking, he's a goalie, I believe if I'm saying this right now, I'm trying to remember, but he was talking about like this, it was like this virtual second of time of like him on the field and the moment that somebody's coming at him, blah, blah, you know, it's, and it's, it's inside his head. And that's, it's great to like have him do that and understand yeah. that this is beneficial for you. But it also, you know, I can't relate because I never really played soccer. I mean, I played, you know, in my youth, but not up through any stuff. But I can relate on a human level about that experience that you're going through. And that's killer. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I do that. I find that especially as I go deeper into my artistic self, I I do that in the world with, with everybody. Like I – like – so many people are like, Oh no, I can't, I'm not creative. I can't, uh, I can't, I can't, I can never do something like that. And I just completely disagree. Like I, I get that all the time. I can't draw a stick figure. I, I have that, that said to me all the time. Yeah, It doesn't matter. You have, you have yourself in there. That is, you can put something out there and it will be good. If you, if you, if you, uh, make sure that it's coming from really coming from the, the closer you can get to, yourself putting yourself out in a physical form or in a, a song or something um then it's going to be good like that's what all most great art is just like the purest uh getting yourself out there yep. um, but most people are just kind of shut down to that close off to that in reality like if you think about uh even coaching like soccer coaches head coaches or uh basketball whatever sport there's a style of play like that's coaches get, get creative with like uh, innovative ways of, of playing with the whole team. And uh, it's, it's very clearly in everything that we, everything that we do and every, every uh, walk of life is some kind of creative uh, side of that's, things. This is a good transition right here because I was going to ask this to, of you because you started out doing more portrait work, but have, yeah have gotten more into abstraction lately 
did I mean, what was that shift for you? Like, cause I'm an abstract painter. Like, and for me, I always use the phrase that I'm not painting things. I'm painting ideas now that the ideas come from things. Like I, I drive out West two, three times a year and surround myself with the vastness of Montana and Colorado. And that's like my inspiration, but I'm not painting a thing. I'm painting that experience of that, that right. thing. What, what was your shift for you like to get into abstraction or do you even know? Yeah, I, I, uh, I definitely know. I, I've always done portraits just because that's what I started with. And I was pretty good at, um, basically copying a photograph. Um, but that's always the problem that I had with it. It was like, either I'm going to like, I'm being creative in the, the form I'm taking a photograph that is like cool or like, I like something about the photograph, but I wasn't taking that many photographs. So I wasn't really working for my own photographs a lot. Um, and so there was like this, I'm just copying the photograph. I'm just like doing, getting as close as I can to what already exists. And that's pretty cool to some people. That's like impressive to in some way, but it was lacking some kind of like channeling from myself that I, that I was craving. So I, uh, I always felt like I wanted to get some other form of, of my painting out there. But um, one day I just kind of, I just like, I was like, I'm just going to do an abstract, uh, <laughs> try an abstract and just see what comes out. Um, and then if you're on my website, it's the octopus was the first one. Uh, I'm going to look at it now. <laughs> okay. uh, and that's, that's become kind of a, a motif. Like those dots are kind of a motif that for me, it represents, this is like a post-rationalization, but I, it, for me, it represents the, like the pieces of, of who we are and a collective system that we exist in. So like each dot you could zoom into and there'd be a whole nother pattern of uh, something else that's that's going on in there, or you could zoom out and these collection of dots would be a little blip on another greater pattern. Um, and I think that's just a, for one, that's a, I, I, that's how I see everything now. That's how I see um, that we are just like a, we're part of a collective on a greater part of a collective where like, and what does that thing feel like? Um, so like when you put together those, those dots or whatever, a lot of my stuff has pattern in it. So it, yep. or it's pattern. Um, and I was getting kind of interested in complex systems um, and the uh, emergent phenomena, like complex or uh, emergent systems. Um, so like, bringing pieces together lots of parts together so these dots coming together um, and how are they interacting so if we have a bunch of dots within us we have um athlete we have artists we have uh, snowboarder brother all these pieces that come together to make up who we are what do those things feel like and you can apply that kind of thing to uh anything huge you can apply it to mental health like what is what is this uh mental health feeling that we have uh, what does it feel like right now? What does the 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 idea of mental health feel like right now? Can you give it kind of a personality? Um, and then what is that? What is that thing? What is that dot? If there's a dot of mental health, what is that on top of? Is that within the? How is that being affected by like we're saying social media or like something greater than that? How is that uh, interacting with that? So 
complex systems are very, very interesting to me. Um, emergent systems. Um, and this is like my pattern and my, my dots motif is kind of a, a exploration of that um, in a way. And there's the, uh, the one other uh, layer to that is, uh, I don't know if you know Peridalia, uh, the, uh, like when you see faces and things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So yep. I, I, a lot of the time I see like a, like I'll paint the abstract stuff until it kind of comes to life. And a lot of times it'll be something in the form of a face for me. Um, and that's kind of a, for me, that's kind of it, it just coming to life and giving it some kind of personality. Um, that is, it's, I think it's an interesting to, way to look at things that are way bigger than us that are, um, that we're a part of. Th these can be portraits. They did. I, I say that to students all the time, like portraits doesn't have to be like, yeah, like you yeah. said, depicting a photograph, like a, a portrait could be like a color. Like what's your best friends? Like, what does that, what does your best friend remind you of? And, and I also think like, you know, you, you kind of touched on something I, I think is interesting, um, as a former athlete, uh, is that idea of like kind of repetition, um, like, you know, like doing yeah. the dots or whatever, or these marks, cause as athletes, what we do is repetitive over and over. Like we're practicing. Well, guess what? Like yeah. being creative is practice also. And it's like, it, it, I think that like kind of synthesis of those, that thinking is really interesting. So I like, I like the way that you're starting to think about systems and how, how you're like building systems. And like I said, I just, you know, even looking at that first the octopus was your first one. Is that what you said? Your first abstract painting. I mean, it's a stunning painting, man. Like, and again, I think just the way that you put paint down is, uh, and it's, you know, that's, it, there's not a, like a ton of color in that one, but it's still like really sophisticated palette. And it's, I don't know. I mean, I think it's, it's going to be exciting to see where this goes to me, like your yeah. abstractions. And like I said, that painting behind you was the one that like really jumped at me because it is just it's such a weird cool very um synchronous i use that word twice in a sent or two sentences uh kind of palette like the way that 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 violet is mixing with that beige and the blue yeah. like it's just it's such a solid painting it's thank you thank you so much that means a lot <laughs> um I, seriously i I, uh, yeah, so I, I just kind of the first one, it's kind of funny that we were talking about like the fun when you're, you're younger and then you kind of lose the fun. Cause that was the first, the first one I was just like, there was no pressure on it. There was no like <laughs> anything before that to like live up to. But, um, yeah, that one, I just kind of like let loose and, and went with it. Um, but things like that, like the idea of it coming to life, I, I'm going to be playing around with like animation a little bit. So I'm going to be trying to make these uh, actually come to life in some form and, or I have been already. Um, so I'm hoping to, to really actually bring pieces of these paintings to life in the animated form. And I have all kinds of ideas for that for, for down the road, but yeah, this, like this idea of, uh, of a piece of a collective or a piece of a, Another another uh, version of this that I thought of is like a like a drum kit or a, a a snare or something in a drum kit going into a song. What does that song feel like? And then 
like who's the artist what does this artist in history feel like and like what does the 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 genre feel like so like these are all the the uh layers of like what one dot can be and you keep zooming out what is it on the the greater and greater scale and that's just kind of how i see everything or how i kind of look at everything um these days is in this kind of through this kind of perspective do you do you have like any any favorite artists you look at that like jump out and i'll but before i ask that question messi or ronaldo i just have to know <laughs> Messy for sure. Okay, okay, thank you, thank you. I get into arguments with some of my student <laughs> soccer players, and they want to talk about Ronaldo. Like, really? Uh, I mean, uh, he's the, maybe the greatest scorer of all time, but he's not the best. I mean, come on, come on. It's yeah. silliness to me, silly. And I'm not even a soccer guy, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Messi even though I love, I, even though I love watching. I mean, there's a uh, the Real Madrid, Man City games on today, right? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. So. Um, I actually played baseball probably yes. more than anything yes. until, until high school. That was probably my, my biggest sport up until high school and then just stopped playing. <laughs> <laughs> I said that about tennis. I played tennis yeah. and I, I mean, I could, I could throw cause I was a quarterback and, and, a, and so my serve was just, a pow, but it was yeah. the same, same time as, as baseball. And I was like, okay, I'm done playing tennis. Yeah. And and then I just quit playing football because, and I say this to like NFL guys that I have on, it's like, I hated getting hit. And this was only in high school. And I was like, I didn't have a problem hitting somebody, but it's like that knowing you're going to get hit. Oh, oh yeah. just, no. I was actually, I was going to play fo football my freshman year of high school instead of soccer. Cause they were the same season. Yep. But my club soccer coach was like, no, nope. absolutely not. You're not going <laughs> to play football, which probably, I mean, yeah, there's, I probably would have been a lot more damaged physically. Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, I don't know. The legs get pretty beat up in soccer, man. I mean, do you have any, do you have any family members that are like athletes or artists also? Like, is it's, are you an anomaly? Yeah. Um, well, none of them athletic. Uh, my, my mom, actually both my parents are pretty, all family's pretty creative. Um, so I definitely uh, come from a, creative family my mom's an architect but she's always kind of done some photography and um drawing that kind of stuff um my dad is now retired and he's like <laughs> you see his instagram is like these he's been pairing these like clips of like nature clips to like songs that he's That's awesome <laughs> that, yeah it's, you'd probably like it it's uh but it's like what he what he's uh finding or where he's finding creativity in like post uh, contractor career um that's epic i know and it's funny because he used to he used to have a song like so you'd say a word you'd say something at dinner and he would have like a song off the top of his head that like had the lyrics of whatever you said so i used to make fun of him for having all these songs like i could say anything and he would have a song for it and now he's doing that with like with like the uh it'll be like does he play any instruments is he a musician no, at all? No. Okay, he just loves no, but music. He, but he pairs it like he pairs it exactly to whatever's happening in the like nature clip or whatever. Oh, this song will be like Free Bird or something. Like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that is awesome. Yeah, my, yeah. My family's pretty creative. My my brother's been. Uh, I have a younger brother who's he does some woodworking stuff. Um, so he's done some some pretty cool stuff with that. 
So um, the sport thing kind of came out of nowhere for you in some ways. Yeah. And it was just like, I, it was literally just like, uh, I was fast. Yeah. <laughs> I was fast and could catch a ball, throw a ball, you know, all that. I'm no, it's, it's funny. There's more in common. Like I kind of came out of nowhere in that world too. Both my parents yeah. are creative in a sense, but no athletic ability whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and both of my sisters, I mean, I guess my, they were cheerleaders, uh, which is super athletic, but, um, just, yeah. I mean, I was again, so it's like, again, like a very similar kind of path in some ways. I don't know. That's interesting. Well, like what, one thing I always kind of like to ask is, is like, what do you, you know, I know again, I, I think it's so important that you're on the coaching staff, but like, what do you, like, what are you seeing for down the, down the road? Like, you know, you know, 10 year plan, five year plan, whatever you want to say. Um, because again, I think the, the more you start talking about, you know, the mental health aspect and, and really, again, more of a real situation as opposed to these kind of peripheral things, I think that again, bodes well for like where I think your, your vision is, but like, in that space, in the creative space, in the coaching space, like you, you were really doing like a lot of different things. Um, but all of them kind of surround in, in, in a teaching mode in some capacity, you know? Um, yeah. so what do you, like, what are you seeing like in the future here? Um, well, I, I will, I think I'll always be a, a teacher or coach. I think I just, I have that in me, like that instinct to like, uh, I think a, a part of that is kind of a translation. There's a translation aspect to that of like, um, this is like that, or, uh, yeah, something like that, but I'll, I'll, I'll always be a teacher coach and I'll always be an artist. And I think just continuing to merge those things, um, is where, where this is headed. And however that happens, I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not too concerned with that, but I, I know that that's, <laughs> that's, uh, where things are kind of going for me. Um, I, I really enjoy the, uh, ability to coach somebody and, um, give back to them and like, see, recognize where, where they are and recognize myself in that, that version of them or that where, wherever they are, um, and be able to say, Hey, I, I've been exactly there. And this is, this is kind of um, what you can do about where you're at, or this is, or thinking about like where you want to go, like telling these kids where, where do you want to go? What do you like? Are you thinking about what you're, what you're wanting to do? So coaching, um, any kind of teaching, like even teaching how to let yourself be an artist or be creative um, to strangers. <laughs> like I'm, I'm all about that kind of thing too. Um, and then I, like, I just, I need to keep being able to be creative myself. Um, I know that that's never going to go away. Um, I think what I, what I'd really like to do with good game is to help it, uh, or help other people like me and like you. And I mean, you have this whole community, um, of like-minded kind of creative athlete people. Uh, I'd like to continue to help people um i guess give them permission to to do cool things after after sport do fun interesting cool things that feel 
true to themselves um instead of just like what the what i mean so many former players go into coaching or um leave the sport entirely and become former former athlete who's now um in banking or something like which there's nothing wrong with that i just i'd like to give people the I'd like to kind of build more of this dream beyond the dream idea. Yeah. I mean, again, not, let's not bash banking, but, <laughs> but no, I'm going to bash it, but that, that's just a job again. Like that's not, that doesn't have to define you. Like you can be a banker and be a, a lead singer of a rock band or what, you know, whatever. Like I think, I think that's, that's that permission thing that I think, you know, again, I think both of us talk about and, and it's like, you don't have to be, just you don't have to be this one thing and and i yeah. think that's 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 that i think that people get stuck i think sometimes and and yeah. you know it's just kind of human nature sometimes like life life takes over life's busy you know whatever but it's it, you've said this earlier on it's that joy component like find you can you can have a shitty job or a job or what, you know, whatever, however you want to define it, but yeah. find that thing that you like to do and like yeah. do that also. That doesn't mean you have to be a professional at it or whatever that means, but yeah. still find that thing that you want to do. Like that makes you want to go home and sit down and write a poem or paint or draw or sing or whatever. And I just think some people, you know, it's like that art thing. Like, you know, I, I'm, and I think you believe this, all of us are creative whatever that is, whatever that means. And all of us were creative when we were born and every kid sits around the kitchen table or whatever with crayons and blah, blah, blah. And they doodle and blah, blah. And then, and then most people stop. And and it's like, that's that thing that I always try to rekindle is like, get back to that. Like, it's okay to do that. Like you're allowed to do that. Doesn't mean you have to show it. It doesn't mean like, you know, like you have to have an exhibition of, of your stuff or whatever, but just do it because it's fun. <laughs> Well, what, yeah, what I kind of see happening too is there's so many people that are just that are doing that for some from for a company for some big company that are they're like marketing or uh, graphic design. They're just like they're creating, they're doing a bunch of creativity and handing it off to uh, yep. the company. It's it's like kind of coming from them, but it's for someone else, and um, it's a lot of like it's it's artists. There's a bunch of artists that are feeding these companies or organizations that are uh i don't know if they're a lot of them are probably doing um their own kind of cool stuff but it's a lot of it is just going straight into the uh the void or the yeah <laughs> the, the machine or whatever you want to call it <laughs> uh so yeah i'm 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 all about uh trying to come up with ways to make this everything i do and and help other people uh be able to do that too yeah um so that's that's kind of where i'm heading with things and i'm um, hoping to continue to do that doing well, that. and one thing i want to definitely with you is like uh, you know we do exhibitions like traveling whether it's we just had like a two-month exhibition in phoenix um we have something coming up uh, at ohio state as a matter of fact working on something in delaware and and we do pop-up exhibitions also at um like arenas or stadiums and stuff and i'd love to get a painting of yours and and a promote you as an artist but also you know we can on the little bio thing put you know like what you do as well or we do put what you do as well and just because i you know 
you're in in our world like all yeah. all the the things that we do and the other thing like further down the road in in thinking about your teacher teaching and and your mentorship is um we bought land in montana maybe a year and a half ago and it's just land uh but it's 20 acres it's freaking beautiful and and the idea is to make like an artist athlete residency and i think again your your mentorship in the and the teaching and coaching you're a perfect person to come have out there to do like a workshop or lead different you yeah. know skill sets and and different stuff and and so that's something i, I definitely yeah. want to keep you in mind for for the future and stuff because um i again like i think i'm super glad that patrick got us in touch because literally like you know there's so much overlap in how we yeah. talk and how i think we grew up um and and i think um just a perfect person to uh continue working with you know in yeah. in, in all facets um and i guess you know like it, it it's cool too because i i think again like you know you, what i said earlier about the permission thing is like you're such a good person to be able to talk about these things because you you're kind of a hero to like these these kids you're working with because yeah. the soccer players because you made it to that level you were a professional soccer player and you can talk about these experiences in a real sense it's not you know like I almost could have, cause I almost could have, I could have been drafted, but I didn't do it. But I, you know, like to have, to have you be able to talk about what you went through and the, the you know, even though it's like a hindsight thing, like, I wish I would have known that this would have helped me through this. And that's yeah. huge, man. Like that's, it's yeah. just, it's, it's just a big yeah, thing. I, I hope, hopefully I'll be able to do that. I'm sure I'll be wanting to do that in the, creative career too and, and it'll be the same type of thing um but yeah that the montana thing sounds awesome that's uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting ready to drive out and camp on the land in like a week and a half so I'm, it's just yeah. beautiful like it, it's it's one of those things i think we we almost want to franchise it where we have different different places around the country and in some weird way like we think about the idea of having different places with more specific like we have a an, an a former football player we work with down in Phoenix that's a photographer, and it's like well if we open up something down there maybe it's more of a photography centric one and I don't know if we'll do that but to me it's just it's cool because again the idea of like talking about physical practice and and mental slash creative practice in the same sentence it just it's not normally done because we always want to talk about the physical exercises this is good for your health this is you know go out yeah. and do cardio and stuff but we don't talk about this you know like yeah. you basically said that at the beginning of this conversation and it's like here's here's like let learn to find that balance of physical and creative yeah. i would say we in the last few years we talk about it now but it's yep. Again, it's such a like, yeah, your body is complicated, but like your mind is like tenfold complicated. So like if you're saying you have the answer to to like mental health or whatever your uh whatever the, the mental side of things are, I don't I probably don't believe you. I, I think there's hundred <laughs> percent there's probably some pieces that are that are right or gonna be helpful, but um it's just gonna be like a longer again, balanced breakfast is 
is uh, far from what it used to be. Um, and like our parents, a nice healthy meal was a bologna sandwich with a white bread and a glass of milk. <laughs> and I don't touch any of those things anymore. It's, yeah, it's like, amazing. And I think we have to look at this uh, mental explore, exploration in the same type of way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. Well, dude, I, thank you. Like I look forward to a, like a continued conversation and I know you got some stuff coming up that um, I'm looking forward to promoting, um, as well. Um, and, but I'm like, I'm just really glad that Patrick put us in touch and, yeah. and, and we'll talk more, um, about like, you know, us getting a painting of yours. Um, I actually might be out that far. I probably won't do this on the first trip out, but I might be out there like sometime in June and maybe I can just swing by, we can grab a coffee too and, and stuff But okay. I, you know, yeah. like I, I really, truly, I just, I look forward to like continuing this because you embody so much of what I think we're, we're doing and talking about. And, um, and, and I just, I like, again, like you use the word vulnerable multiple times. And I, I, I think it's so important when humans are allow themselves to be vulnerable because when we do that, it allows others to be vulnerable. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, it's, it's a great quality and and I just appreciate it, man. So. Yeah. I, I can't thank you enough. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, it really has been kind of serendipitous for, <laughs> for Patrick to bring us together. It does feel like so many things, there's so much crossover. Yep. Um, and you're, you're an awesome dude. Your podcast is great too. You, you have some. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I, I like, I feel so lucky. Um, to do this because it's so wild at just the people I've been able to meet and, yeah. and like really truly like genuinely feel like I develop relationships. Like I was texting Patrick earlier. Like, I really feel like he's a friend now and I feel yeah. like you and I, like, I feel like we're very connected in, in so many things. Like yeah. I'm, I'm going to say we're friends. Sorry, you're screwed. And, and I'll like, I literally I'll, like, I'll text you out of the blue and shit. Like, but it's, yeah. it's, it's fun for me. You know, I'm, I'm way more talkative than my business partner, but he's like way more business savvy. So like it, and he's yeah. a, he is actually the a soccer guy. Like he comes from that space. He played at Ohio state and um, he actually played against Claudio Reina back in the day um, oh, in, in Jersey. So um, it's, it's a nice meeting of how and he's he's a designer i'm a fine artist i'm more talkative he's more like you know yeah. that stuff so it's it's a great relationship but yeah it's a blast so i'm i like i said man we're gonna we'll be in touch and um this will be out in a couple weeks um do, oh, by the way i always ask this at the end uh if you have any musician friends that want to donate a song to play I'll, I'll give them give them credit. If not, what kind of music do you listen to, so I can write something? <laughs> Everything. I'll, okay, I'll cool. think about it, but yeah. Yeah. If you have anything, just um, send me send me the tune. Um, and I'll like I said, I'll give them credit. Um, but otherwise, uh, this will be out. I think in two weeks. I'll let you know, and I'll send you, um, you know, photos and and videos for promo stuff. So awesome cool thanks man have a great rest of the day and look forward to catching up more soon all right thank you ron yeah man later thank you
really, really so great to talk to Charlie today. Uh, such an incredible human being. Uh, such a deep thinker. Really love the way he thinks and shares. Love his vulnerability and honesty. And also, he's just a fantastic artist. Very much feel like I've known this guy forever and looking forward to having more conversations in the future. Again, make sure to follow Charlie on Instagram and Twitter at C-H-I-E-F-C-H-A-R-L-E-S-2-7 and check out his website, crugart.com. Remember to listen to the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, the Abstract Doctors Podcast, and One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandridge Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, and our social media outlets for updates and news. Thanks again. We will see you next week. And as always, do not forget to exercise the body and do not forget to exercise the mind. Stay well out there. Mm-hmm.